Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so very much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are starting with verse 19 of chapter 10 and then going through chapter 11. In my study Bible, this last section of Hebrews, which includes chapters 12 and 13 too, is entitled The Superiority of Faith. Verse 19 starts with, Therefore, so let's take a brief review of what has been covered in Hebrews so far. Jesus is better than the Old Testament prophets, the angels, Moses, Joshua, and Aaron the high priest. When we believe in Jesus, we have a great salvation through a great high priest, a Sabbath rest, hope that is an anchor for our soul, which is sure and steadfast, and a better covenant that is based on better promises because Jesus was a better sacrifice. When Jesus died on the cross for our sin, As our sacrifice, he did it once for all, and those who have faith in him are forgiven, and the Holy Spirit now writes God's laws in our mind and heart, changing us from the inside out. Jesus was our forerunner in heaven, and he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father as our mediator until he comes again. Verses 19 through 25 read, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The writer again dressed them as brothers in Christ. We see we can have confidence to enter the presence of God, but we need to remember it is not in what we have done, it is all because of what Jesus did, that we can have, quote, reasonable boldness, but this is still in humility before our Creator God. Since these things are true, we should, number one, draw near to God in faith. Two, hold fast the confession of faith in Jesus. Three, consider how to spur other believers to love and good deeds. Four, fellowship and worship with other believers. Five, encourage each other as we are getting closer to Christ's return. One thing that is clear in these commands is we are not alone. We are the body of Christ. Leon Moore said, It is interesting that this kind of love is thus a product of community activity, for it is a virtue that requires others for its exercise. One may practice faith or hope alone, but not love. 
verses 26 through 31 is another warning about turning away from Christ. Verse 29, we see another name for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Grace. When we turn away from Christ, we insult the Spirit of Grace. Again, Leon Morris said, it also implies that he saw the Spirit as a person, not an influence or a thing, for it is only a person who can be insulted. Only here is he called the Spirit of Grace. This section ends with, it is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The last section of chapter 10, verses 32 through 39, calls the readers to remember, and this gives us a hint of what the original readers went through. They endured a great conflict of suffering. They were a public spectacle. They were reproached. They had tribulations, and their homes were taken from them. Then the writer said they knew that they had a better and lasting possession, which is in heaven. Then the writer encouraged them to not give up because they have a great reward. They were to endure so that they could receive what was promised. And then he quotes Habakkuk chapter 2. For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Then verse 39 of Hebrews, the writer again gives a bit of encouragement. But we, we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the persevering of the soul. Chapter 11 of Hebrews is called the Hall of Faith. It begins, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. With the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we have hope and conviction about the future, the things not seen. Charles Trentham said, Faith does not turn life into a daydream of wistful longing. Instead, faith brings the things which God has already prepared for us in the future into the living present and makes them real now. Faith is not a blind plunge into the dark. It is based upon the clearest light that God can give to man and upon his unshakable promises. Then we learn that the people of the Old Testament were saved by faith. And then the writer goes through a whole list. It starts in verse 3 with, by faith. And the writer uses that phrase 23 times in this passage. The first is, by faith, we understand that God created the world. Then in verses 4 through 29, the writer mentioned people of faith found in the books of Moses from Genesis to Deuteronomy. He lists Abel, Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 12, Enoch, Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, Noah, Genesis chapter 6 through 9, Abraham, who by faith stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. Leon Morris points out, quote, The promised land, more literally the land of the promise, is an expression found only here in the Bible. Then Abraham's wife Sarah is mentioned. Genesis 21. Then in Hebrews, verses 13 through 16 read, 
All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. There are a couple of things I like from this passage. First, they confess that they were not from here. If you remember, even though we don't know exactly what the name Hebrew means, it is possible that it means wanderer or foreigner or someone not from here. Second, if they had their mind focused on where they came from, they could have gone back. This shows me again that people have free will to choose. Third, their focus was forward to some place better, a heavenly place. Fourth, because their focus was forward in obedience to God in faith, God was not ashamed to be associated with them. He even prepared a city for them. Leon Morris made an interesting comment. If they had regarded themselves only as earthlings, they would not have retained the vision of faith with their attention squarely fixed on what is beyond this earth. Then the writer continued with the people of faith. This time he starts with Abraham as he offered his unique son, his only son, Isaac, Genesis chapter 22. Then he mentioned Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, Genesis 27. Next was Jacob as he was dying, blessed the sons of Joseph, Genesis chapter 48. Then it was Joseph's faith who told the Israelites to take his bones when they exited Egypt, Genesis 50. This leads to Moses and his parents that hid him. And then when he grew up, he chose his people instead of the wealth of the Egyptians, Exodus chapter 2. Then this section ends with Moses instituted the Passover and how by faith they crossed the Red Sea. Exodus chapter 13 and 14. In verses 30 through 38, the writer starts with people in the history section of the Old Testament. It is interesting that here he does not use the name Joshua, but instead talks of the walls of Jericho falling down. And then he mentioned Rahab the prostitute who received the spies and was saved. Joshua chapters 2 through 5. Just as a reminder, she is mentioned as an ancestor of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1 verse 5. Then he moves into the book of Judges, Gideon chapter 7, Barak chapter 4, Samson chapters 13 through 16, and Jephthah chapter 10, all of Judges. This is the verse that convinced me that a woman did not write this book because he listed Barak the man who would not go and fight in battle unless the female judge Deborah would go with him. Then the writer moves into the time of the kings and the prophets. He only mentions by name King David and Samuel, the prophet who anointed David. Then he goes into descriptions of prophets and the sacrifices they suffered, some of which ended in death. 
Verse 38 says, The world was not worthy of them. George H. Guthrie said, In modern Western Christianity, faith often is tied to positive outcomes. In the so-called health and wealth gospel, negative outcomes only happen to those who do not have sufficient faith. Hebrews chapter 11 dispels this theological myth. Yes, God does answer immediately in certain situations, but the faithful may also face severe persecution for which there seems no immediate answer. Is your concept of faith big enough to encompass both the triumphs and tragedies of life? Then verses 39 and 40 read, And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. Did you catch that? They need us in order to be made perfect. Do you know what that means? That means we are a part of the story. The hall of faith is not complete yet. It also reminds us that we are not alone. We are a part of a big family and we are a part of a big story and your chapter is being written. Are you living in such a way that God would be proud to hang your picture on the wall of faith? Today, if you hear his voice, please don't harden your heart. Instead, let us walk in faith. Plus, let us encourage other believers to walk faithfully until Christ Jesus comes again. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.